The following is a special presentation of WRFH Sports. Crowd is roaring. It's a sold-out game here. We'll have 250 fans in the stands at Don Tibbetts Potter Arena. Takes the three. Got that one to go. With the left hand off the glass. GMAC Player of the Year. Shuchek's layup bounces off the left side of the rim. Offensive rebound. Sydney Mills puts it back up and in. There's that size advantage. Easy layups. Hillsdale Charger basketball on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM starts now. Good afternoon, Charger Nation. You are listening to 101.7 Radio Free Hillsdale. I am Garrett Eisen, accompanied here today by Evan Mick. We have a great matchup for you today as the Hillsdale Chargers take on the Purdue Northwest Pride. First time that these two teams have ever met in the history of both of these teams' long athletic careers. Evan, do you have any keys to the game today? Um, I think we're just looking for a good game. Purdue, Northwest, they are 3-0, but they have not beaten a team as good as Hillsdale yet. They haven't played a team as good as Hillsdale. Um, Hillsdale's 2-1. They started off 2-0, their greatest start since 2016, I think. So I think we're just looking for a good game of basketball. should be pretty exciting. All right. Well, it looks like um, the National Anthem will be playing here very, very shortly. So we're actually going to take a quick break just for the National Anthem, and we'll be back in a couple minutes or so. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7. Hometown Heroes, protecting the freedoms we love since 1776. Tune in at 9 a.m. Saturdays and 9 p.m. Sundays to listen to the tales of those who served so that freedom may forever fly. Here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. The benefits of playing multiple sports from the youth level through high school are being proven even by those who've made it to the so-called next level. More college coaches want multi-sport athletes, and nearly 90% of the players taken in the recent pro football draft played multiple sports through high school. To learn more about multi-sport participation, visit the health and safety page of the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Is there anything wrong with being a good sport? Helping an opponent up after knocking them down? Sincerely congratulating the other team after the game, win or lose? Showing respect for referees? It's how we should act every day at every game because nothing beats good sportsmanship. To learn more about sportsmanship, visit the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. And uh, I'll tell you guys who the starters are today. So starting for the Hillsdale Chargers, we have number four, Peyton Nelson. Number five, Sydney Mills. Number 22, Grace Touche. Number 31, Ashley Conkle, who is new to the Chargers after uh, transferring in from uh, 
North, West, Western Michigan. And then number 32, Ariana Sison. For Purdue Northwestern, number 12, Kylie Schmidt. Number 15, Tadriana Hurd. Number 23, Kennedy Jackson. Number 32, Jash Dash Saw Shaw. Sorry. Number 40, Mercedes Simmons. Some of the keys to the game for Hillsdale is to control Tadriana Hurd and number 32, Dash Shaw. Both of them have been great players for Purdue Northwestern. Mick, what are they averaging this year? Pretty good, pretty good numbers. Um, Hurd's averaging a, a total of 22 points per game. That's uh it's very, very good. Um, Shaw is right behind her averaging 15 points per game and nobody else on their team is in the double digits so they are definitely the heart of this offense for the western yeah that's for sure uh if we can control them if the Chargers can control them we'll be sitting in a in a good shape as for purdue northwestern they're gonna have a tough time controlling grace touche she is the point scorer for the chargers she just put up a career high 31 points so uh she is always a threat to score. Additionally, Sydney Mills, number five, is a fantastic player all around. She averaged a double-double back-to-back years here. That is so hard to do. <clears throat> she's averaging 16 points per game and 14 rebounds per game. So she's on track to do it for a third straight year. Pretty impressive by Sydney Mills. They're also going to need to stop Caitlin Splain. She's definitely the three-point shooter on Hillsdale if you take away Grace Suchet. Yeah, Kaitlyn can shoot it from anywhere on the court. She's a fun player to watch. Not a starter, but definitely a good contributor to this team. Very interested to see how um, Hillsdale responds after the loss last week. They were doing so well in that loss, and then the second half came around, and they got outscored 40-22. to 22. So the goal for the Chargers, I believe, is to come out hot, to, to get rid of that cold streak that they had at the end of the Indy game last week. If they can come out hot, it they'll be in good shape here. However, Purdue Northwestern is a fourth quarter team. This game is going to come down to the fourth quarter. They are great in the fourth quarter. Purdue Northwestern has outscored their opponents 70 to 40 in the fourth quarter. So the Chargers are going to have to play to the end of the game here. And it is time, folks. We are going to have tip off here as uh, Sydney Mills will be against Mercedes Simmons. <laughs> And Chargers win the tip. Pass it to Conkle towards the top of the key. Peyton Nelson dribbling around. Takes a jumper to start the game. In and out. Purdue Northwestern ball. Jackson Kennedy brings it up for Purdue Northwestern. Passes it over to Dash Shaw, who's underneath. And Mercedes Simmons will get the basket for Purdue Northwestern. Over to Touche in the corner. Ariana Sysom at the top of the key. Back to Touche. Underneath to Conco, and she uses her frame to get two points. It is 2-2. Tie game, nine minutes left in the first quarter. Purdue Northwestern ball, passing it around the top of the key. Over to Shaw. Back over to Shaw again. 
She gets it up ta- to Tadriana Hurd. Dribbling. She's stuck in the lane. Passes over the head of Mercedes Simmons. That will be a turnover. Charger basketball. Grace Duche will be taking up the ball. That's a good start to the Charger defense. Charger set up a play. Danny trying to get in underneath to Conkle. She does and does not make the layup. It was a tough layup, contested very well. Shaw has it on top. Passes it over to Hurd. Screen. Hurd drives, shoots a jumper, does not make it. But the rebound by Simmons. Passes it back out to Hurd. Back under to Simmons. And she does an up and under, but Conkle with the great defense and a great save by Sydney Mills. It'll be Charger basketball. Danny dribbles it up the court. It's a foul underneath. Foul will be on Dash Shaw as she was guarding Ariana Sysom. Looked like there was a little contact underneath the basket. Danny Salenbein passing the ball out from underneath. Passes it to Conkle. Peyton Nelson dribbling along top. Sets up a play. Restarts. You get 13 seconds on the shot clock. She dribbles right. Stuck down below, but she gets it out to Sydney Mills. Sydney Mills with a left-handed turnaround. Tough shot. Does not go in. Northwestern brings up the ball. Trying to push it a little bit on transition. Settles down instead. Ball's over in the corner. Dash Shaw passes it out for three. No good. Kylie Schmidt took the three there, was not able to connect. It is still 2-2 with seven minutes left in the first half. Conkle sets a screen for Peyton Nelson, who drives left-handed. There it is. There's her left-handed drive. She's so good at that. 4-2, Northwestern ball now. Shaw's got it at the top, decides to take a three from deep on top, does not connect. Rebound by Conkle, passes it to Peyton Nelson, who goes right at the hoop. Conkle for three, no good. That was a short possession by the Chargers. It'll be Tadriana Hurd dribbling it back up for Northwestern. Setting up a play for Northwestern. Passes it out. Another three by Schmidt. And no good again. 0 for 2 from 3 for Schmidt. But they get the offensive rebound. Still Northwestern ball. Passes it back underneath. And a hook shot by Mercedes Simmons does go in. Mercedes Simmons has been playing really well to start this game. Northwestern's taking a lot of three-point shots today. They aren't really much of a three-point shooting team. They only average about... 16 three-point attempts per game. So to already have three in this first quarter. And just as we're talking about three-point shots, Grace Touche hits a three on the left-hand corner. Good shot. It is now 7-4. to four. Chargers up. The Chargers, on the other hand, they average 29 three-point attempts per game. So it's not super surprising to see them go back to it. 
Yes, the Chargers can shoot the ball, that's for sure, especially number 22, Grace Duchesne. And Northwestern does not connect on that possession, so the Chargers will get the ball back. Grace Touche's got the ball on the top of the key. Passes it to Conkle. She's on the three-point line, passes it around, moving the ball around. Coach Avercamp doesn't like how much the offense is stagnant now, so Peyton drives, takes a shot. It's a tough shot. It was a drive, but as there's a scrum for the rebound, it looks like it's going to stay Chargers ball as Northwestern did knock it out of bounds. Good start for Charger basketball, 7-4. Kind of a slow start, honestly, for both teams. Yeah, there's been a lot of of missed shots, a lot of contested shots. Very good defensive game, but maybe a little more creativity needed on offense. Yeah, it's been uh, exactly what we expect out of these two teams, though. Both teams um, have been playing very well to start this year, shooting the ball well and playing good defense uh, for both of these teams. So one of the keys to this game is going to be the turnovers. Yeah, Garrett, um, Hillsdale and Northwestern are both averaging about 17 turnovers a game. <clears throat> So they're pretty same. So whoever wins the turnover battle is definitely it's going to give them an advantage. Exactly. And and Hillsdale last week lost to Indy. They had 21 turnovers. That's a lot of turnovers for this Hillsdale Charger basketball team. However, when they beat Truman, which was a big win, a big overtime win to start the year, they only had 12 turnovers. So not as many turnovers. If we can control that number, which so far we're doing a pretty good job, we're going to have a good spot to win this game in the fourth quarter. Purdue Northwestern as well this year has shot the lights out. They are shooting 50% from the field. That's almost unheard of. 37% from three points. So they can shoot the ball. So the Hillsdale Charger defense today is doing a good job so far staying on them when they're shooting the ball and having good contested shots. Hillsdale ball now. The inbound pass goes to Ariana Sison, who drifts a little round top, takes it with a left-handed drive. Nice finish. Left hand. Good drive by Ariana Sison. Northwestern ball. Dribbles it back. Hurd's got the ball right now. Passes it to Ciara Butler. Goes underneath to Simmons, and there will be a foul on Cindy Mills. Simmons has been a pretty good presence down in the post for Purdue Northwestern. And we have some substitutions. Denny Salambine is now in the game along with Maverick Delp and Caitlin Splain as well. Back underneath to Simmons. No good. They are really pushing that post shot by Simmons. Charger basketball. Danny Salenbein dribbling around the top. Does a spin move and the right-handed layup. Little unorthodox, but you know what? It went in. Two points is two points. Two points is two points, Garrett. That's right. 11-4 Chargers with four minutes left in the first quarter. Hurd drives. Does not make it. Great defense. Charger basketball once again. Dribbling it up. Quick to the corner for three. Caitlin Splain does not connect. Offensive rebound. Carly Callahan off her fingers and out of bounds. I like the transition to three by Caitlin Splain. She can shoot the lights out. Just didn't get that one to connect. Hillsdale has been able to keep the, char- or the, the Northwestern pride uh, under control this week. 
Only shooting 20% right now. Well, that just went up because uh, Kennedy Jackson passed it down low to Mercedes Simmons, and she took a nice jumper. Maverick Delp wasn't really on or very close from outside range, so she took the shot and made it. It's Charger basketball now. Maverick Delp's got it up top. Passes it to Kaylin Splain, dribbling around. Now Dan- Danny Solombine takes a jumper. Great bench basketball by the Chargers. Danny Salambine comes right off the bench and immediately gets four points. Purdue Northwestern ball right now. Dash Shaw passes it over to Kennedy Jackson. He's up top. Back to Dash Shaw. Back to Kennedy Jackson. Purdue Northwestern moving the ball over very quickly right now. Now setting up another play. Four seconds on the shot clock. Kennedy Jackson has to take a very ill-advised shot. Great defense by Charger basketball. Now they're bringing it up quick. Danny Salambine's going to decide to settle on the right corner. Drives to the hoop again. And another right-handed layup. Making through contact there. That is a great start for Charger basketball. 15-6 start. Fantastic job by the Charger basketball bench to come in and immediately get some points. We are going to go to a media timeout. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7. You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Gavin Listro on I've Got Ox. Everyone loves music, but want to learn more about your favorite artists and their hit songs? Tune in to I've Got Ox with hosts Gavin Listro, Ali Hall, and Bella Dix. As they Integrity, commitment, artists, love of the game. These traits describe the people high school Radio sporting Free events Hillsdale, can't start without. The officials, they're out there every day giving back to our kids. Let's give them the respect they deserve. Better yet, why don't you become one? Visit the MHSAA website for more information. There's help wanted, just whistle. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. All right, and we are back here at Don Tibbetts Potter Arena. Two minutes left in the first quarter. While we were gone, the Purdue Northwestern went down and got the ball underneath to Butler, and she was able to score a layup. It is now Charger basketball. Inbounding it out of bounds. Peyton Nelson has got the ball. Two minutes left in the first. 15-8. And Caitlin Splain dribbling around and will get fouled. They've been following Splain around today. They they know that she's a three-point shooter, and they really don't want her to get any open court. Be Charger basketball underneath. Excuse me. It'll be Charger basketball on the side. Peyton Nelson's got the ball. Start at the top. 19 seconds left on the shot clock. Goes underneath to Maverick Delp with the left-handed hook. Not able to go. Kennedy brings up the ball. Passes it to Reagan Courier, who dribbles, takes a pull-up, not able to connect. Great rebound by Maverick Dell. Danny Salenbein now taking it back for the Chargers. 
and will get fouled as she passes it to Caitlin Splain. It'll be Charger basketball on the side. There are four fouls for Northwestern Pride, so that might be something to pay attention to as the half comes to an end. We might get a, a bonus for the Chargers pretty soon here. Peyton Nelson's got the ball up top. Screen by Ariana Sysom. Dribbles it around. Passes it to Kaylin Splain, who takes a three short. Ariana Sysom is going to get the rebound. Great hustle by her as that ball almost went back to half court. Now she dribbles it to the left. Block. Does an up and under move and unable to connect. It will be the Pride basketball as they dribble back. Kennedy's got the ball in the corner now. Tadriana Hurd up top, looking to drive, will not, passes it back. She's got the ball, takes a jab step and a deep three, not able to connect. Great rebound by Peyton Nelson. Caitlin Splain will get the pass and the drive. Great drive by Caitlin Splain. That's great, great pump fake. She really got her to jump there. Well, she's a three-point shooter, so she got used that to her advantage. <clears throat> Purdue ball now. Tajirana Hurd dribbling to the right block. Great defense by the Chargers. Passes it over to Simmons. Simmons unable to connect on a hook shot. Chargers are doing a fantastic job guarding Tajirana Hurd, who averages, what, 22 points a game, and she has no points right now. So great defense by the Chargers. It will be Purdue Northwestern ball underneath on the... Tadriana's got the ball now. With one left on the shot clock and in the first half. Air ball three, tough shot. Great first half by Charger basketball. 17-8 in the first quarter, excuse me. Great first quarter to start this game. Yeah, Hillstone's really been doing great defense in the paint. They've forced the Pride to take outside shots, which... They've not been great at They've not been a high three-point shooting team, as been previously mentioned. And Hillsdale's forcing them to do that in this first quarter, forcing them to do what they're not good at. We will be back in a couple minutes. That was the first quarter by Charger Basketball. You are listening to 101.7 FM Radio Free Hillsdale. You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale on 1.7 FM. I'm Josh Barker, and this is The Policy Corner. Today, we're going to take a look at Michigan Senate Bill 362 and 422. Both bills have received bipartisan support in both houses of the state legislature. However, the specifics of the bills have gone back and forth. First introduced in the spring of 2021, both bills passed the House 28 to 7 mid-June of Welcome to the Grammar Minute, then where we're saving later, the English language 60 seconds at a time. I'm Lauren Smith, and I have a question for you. Are your dashes long enough? We are not talking about the college's new fitness initiative. I'm asking about M-dashes. An M-dash serves almost the same function as a semicolon. It creates an abrupt, jarring pause between independent parts of a sentence. So, for example, you might say, I'm going to the store, or rather, I was going to the store until I ran into you. And the M-dash would appear before or. Chances are that if you type that out, your computer will autocorrect to a longer dash. Unfortunately, your computer is inserting an N dash, that's E-N, which serves a completely different purpose to an M dash. 
N dashes, which are used to indicate ranges of numbers, dates, or locations, are short and have a space on either side. M dashes are long and have no space before or after. That's your Grammar Minute on Radio Free Hillsdale 101. Purdue Northwestern ball right now. Inbounded the ball, passed it around. Great defense, though, as there's a steal by Sydney Mills. And now a foul as they're transitioning back. Great defense by Sydney Mills and Conkle underneath. Carly Callahan passed the ball to Grace Touche. Dribbles it up to Conkle at the top of the key. Now Touche gets the ball back. Passes it underneath to Ariana Sisum. Who passes the ball over to Conkle. However, was tipped and taken away. And there's a turnover. Pride bringing the ball back quickly. Now slows it down. Hurt on the top of the key. Slows it down. That's Hillsdale's first turnover of the game. Yes, it is. Tadriana has a screen set for her. And is able to connect on a mid-wage jumper. And she's now on the board. 17-10. to 10. Chargers still up. City Mills got the ball at the top of the key. Pass it to Carly Callahan, who drives over. Passes it to Conkle with a mid-range jumper. No good. Purdue Northwestern ball. Kennedy bringing the ball up. Gets the ball to Hurd. Passes it over to Shaw. She dribbles up top. Hurd is dribbling it around. Takes a tough shot. Over Sydney Mills, however, that is able to connect. That was a very high arc shot. Grace Duchesne's got the ball now for the Chargers. Passes it over to Carly Callahan in the corner. Left-handed drive, pulls it back up. Ariana Sisom, unable to connect on the shot. Pride ball, pushing the ball up the court pretty quickly. Dash Shaw with a pull-up jumper, unable to connect. Hillsdale really needs to get past this dry spell. Slow the game down. There we go. That's exactly what Coach Avercamp does. Good advice, Evan. Conkle's got the ball on top. Passes it over to Grace Touche, who dribbles right. And nice right-handed layup. Good offensive connection there. Good play, Coach Coach Avercamp. Pride ball. Get the ball to... Tadriana Hurd who dribbles it up top. Great defense by Sison though. Dash Shaw's got it now. Passes it around to Shelton, who is unable to connect on a mid-range jumper. Conco was kind of back on defense, letting her shoot that shot, and good defense there. Chargers have the ball, bring it up. Ariana Sisom has the ball underneath, and she looks like she stepped out of bounds. Another turnover by the Chargers. Hopefully they can limit that. It is 19-12 with 6.50 left in the second quarter. Purdue Northwestern ball. Passing around up top. Hurd takes a shot. It is blocked. And the ball is passed around. Okay, Hurd take the shot. Tipped, ball was passed around, took another shot, unable to connect, Charger basketball, brings it back, and Carly Callahan on the transition hits the three-pointer. Great stuff by the Charger defense and offense there. Some great momentum right there that they can use. For sure. Pride ball. Passes it to Hurd. 
foul card on Ariana Sysom. Looks like she got her right hand on the shoulder of Hurd. Pushed her off her course a little bit. That will be her first foul. Coming into the game is Kendall McCormick, McCormick for the Chargers. Kennedy sets up the offense for the Pride. Pass it over to Dash Shaw. Dribbles to the corner. Looking to go underneath. Great defense, though. Now it's back up to Hurd. Gets a screen for Drives right. Tough shot. Unable to connect. Rebound by Kennedy, and she puts it back up. Chargers have the ball, bringing it back. 22-14 Chargers. Gets the ball underneath to Conkle. Looking to set up in the post. Nice move in the post. Using her momentum to go in and then spin around and do a nice right-handed bank shot. Pride have the ball now. Almost a turnover as it was tipped away by Kendall McCormick. But they got the, got the ball back. Dash Shaw got the ball at the free throw line, did a little hesitation, and was able to get past Sydney Mills. Good play by Dash Shaw, though. Really was a great move right there. Grace Touche's got the ball up top, looking to get a screen by Conkle. Drives right, kicks it back out to McCormick. McCormick gets the ball to Conkle. Tried to get it underneath. Kip was passed, however... Pass was tipped. However, Chargers ball still. Grace Touche with a lowering shot clock. Takes a three. Unable to connect. Tough possession for the Chargers there. Pride dribbles the ball up. Dash Shaw's got the ball. Passes it over to Kennedy. Who drives right. Swarm of white defenders. White Charger basketball jerseys today. Black jerseys by the Pride. Pride cannot connect on a three-pointer, so it will be Charger basketball. Grace Touche's got the ball up top. And there was, I believe, there was an offensive foul by Cindy Mills. Looks like she went to set a screen for Grace Touche, and it was a moving screen. I'm not sure I agree with that call, but that's why they're down there, and I'm up here doing my job. 22-16. Chargers are still up. 4-16 left in the second quarter. What do you think? What, what should the Chargers keep doing here? Are we, uh, I think we're on track to keep winning this game if we play good defense as Hillsdale's we are. been doing a great job. Um, they really have rebounded better in this game than they have in their past couple games. In their past couple games, they only have a rebounding difference of .3. They only have one more rebound than, their other, than the teams that they've played against over three games. Where... Purdue Northwestern has 13.3 rebounds per game more than the other team. So I think they've done a great job rebounding, getting the <coughs> offensively and defensively, making sure that their offense gets out there and just has the same chance to win, same chance to score that Purdue does. Yeah, a lot of those rebounds come from Ripke and Simmons, who are both very very tall, six six foot, six one. Um, today... The Hillsdale Chargers are defensive, have 14 defensive rebounds, while Purdue only has 10 defensive rebounds. So they are doing their job there, as you said. However, Hillsdale does have three turnovers now. So they had a great first quarter with the turnover battle. 
Had a couple now. Hopefully they can limit that. They have been able to um, keep Purdue from scoring off those turnovers, though. They only have two points off those three turnovers. So at least they are limiting them. That is for sure. It will be Pride Ball. Ball passed in to Tadriana Hurd, who dribbles it around. Passes it over to Dash Shaw, who dribbles right-handed. Great drive by Dash Shaw. She will get the basket, 24-18. Hillsdale still up. Bring the ball up is Grace Touche. Pass it over to Caitlin Splain. Caitlin Splain driving. Pass it to the corner. Kendall McCormick. Who now passes it to... Ball was tipped on the pass, and it will go out of bounds. However, it will stay with the Chargers. Got to take care of the ball here. 11 seconds left on the shot clock for Hillsdale here. Ball's passed into Splain. Looking to set up a play. Screen set by Ariana Sysom. Splain drives right and is able to score the right-handed layup over a much taller defender. What a shot by uh, Splain. Purdue Northwestern pass the ball up very quickly. Saria Butler drives to the hoop and is fouled. Saria Butler will be shooting two. Three fouls in this quarter by the Charger women's basketball team. So now they are almost in foul trouble. Coming into the game is Maverick Delp for Ariana. Sysom. The first shot by Butler is up and in. 26 to 19. Hillsdale still up. These are two very good free throw shooting teams. Both averaging over about well, 75% from free throw. And that is proven. Butler hits her second. 26 20. 3 20 left in the second quarter. Caitlin Splain brings the ball up for the Charger. Passes it to Danny Salambine. Drives left and is fouled by Butler. Chargers will have the ball underneath. Two fouls for Purdue Northwestern. Setting up the out-of-bounds play. Ball is passed in the corner to Kaylin Splain. Takes a three. Ball is tipped. And there's a scrum for the ball. And Pride will get the ball. Looks like Pride was waiting for that three by Kaylin Splain. Tried setting up an out-of-bounds play. Pride was all over it. Looked like they'd done their research. They knew that that was coming right from the, right from the start of the play. Pride got the ball underneath Dribbles, passes to Kennedy Underneath Up and under, great move It will be Charger basketball Grace bringing the ball back Danny Salambine drives left And the ball is tipped By Mercedes Simmons And she's able to get another turnover by Charger basketball Pride bring the ball up quickly. Tadriana Hurd in the corner with a nice jump shot. And the Pride are right back in this game, 26-24. to 24. Chargers have been in a little bit of drought offensively. A couple more turnovers. Peyton Nelson will sub back into the game, hopefully calming everything down. It just looks like they got a little flustered here. 
Yeah, Purdue started to make some of those shots they usually make. <clears throat> their, um, their percentage is back up to 35%, which is a little closer to their 50% ratio. <clears throat> they just, I mean, they're shooting better. They're playing a little more under control. I just think Hillsdale definitely didn't play as good in that last two minutes, but that's why the timeout was called. That's why the game is being reset. Yeah, Mercedes Simmons is leading the pride with 12 points, all of those points coming underneath, so they're going to have to control her underneath. Charger ball right now. Peyton Nelson brings it up, passes it to Maverick Delp on the top of the key. Passes it to Grace Touche, who's guarded very closely by Hurd. Danny Salenbein's got it now at the top of the key. Over to Splane. Pride playing very good defense right now. Peyton Nelson drives left, pulls up short. It will be Pride basketball. Tadriana's got the ball. Gets it up to Abby McDowell. Back underneath to Mercedes Simmons. And the pass was just a little bit high. There's some momentum for the Chargers as the Pride have a turnover. Their second of the game right there. Subbing into the game is Carly Callahan and Conkle. Let's see if the Chargers can capitalize on this momentum after the turnover. 26 to 24, little under two minutes left in the second quarter. Carly Callahan's got the ball on the corner. Dribbles to the top of the key. Goes underneath to Conco. Nice up and under move by Conco. This time she did the opposite of what she did earlier. Went fake left, went right. Great basketball underneath by Conco. Hurd's got the ball now. Tadriana Hurd dribbles, does a pump fake shot, and able to get underneath Conco. Charger basketball. Coming up quick on the transition. Carly Callahan drives right and is fouled as she shoots the jumper. I like pushing the basketball there by the Chargers. The herd was not back on defense. They were doing a great job of keeping that up-tempo going, and now two shots by Carly Callahan. Carly Callahan is actually shooting 100% from free throws right now. And you just jinxed it. Oh. She just missed her first one. Still 28 26 Chargers with a minute 19 left in this first half. Second shot is up, and she made that one. There we go. 29-26. Heard basketball. Looking to push the tempo a little bit. Kennedy Jackson's got the ball right now. Over to Shaw. Shaw drives left. Great defense. Back to Repke for three. The six-foot senior drills a three to tie it. 29-29, 50 seconds left. Chargers need a big basket here going into halftime. Peyton Nelson drives left, pulls up, and hits the jumper. Great shot by Peyton Nelson. 31-29, 40 seconds left here in this first half. Hurd's got the ball. Passes it around. Ball ends up back to Tadriana Hurd, who's dribbling in the lane. Great defense by Peyton Nelson. Charger basketball with 18 seconds left. No shot clock. They're going to take the last shot of the half. 
Grace Touche's got it. Nine seconds left. Eight. Grace Touche with the screen. Conco sets a screen for Grace, and she hits a jumper. Ball stolen, and the inbound pass. Caitlin Splain stole it and was not able to connect. Good end to the first half by the Chargers. They were able to end that drought that they had earlier on in game. 33-29 going into halftime. That was an amazing heads-up play by Splain. She was ready for the inbound pass. She jumped it perfectly, just missed the shot. Happens sometimes. Great first half by the Chargers. We will be back in a couple minutes. You are listening to 101.7 Radio Free Hillsdale. Welcome to Hidden Figures in History with Therese Boudreaux, where I reveal the crazy stories of legendary people nearly forgotten by our history books. Today, I'll be talking about one of the most successful pirates in history, a Chinese woman called Ching Shi. She was born in 1775 in Canton, China, under a name Xiu Zhanggu. Not much is known about her childhood, except that she was illiterate and most likely a peasant. We do know that she was working as a prostitute in a Cantonese floating brothel by the age of 15. Xiu Zhanggu's circumstances changed drastically in 1801 when she married pirate captain Zhang Yi. Zhang Yi treated her as both his wife and his business partner, sharing power, responsibilities, and loot equally with her. Xiu Zhanggu gained the title Ching Shi, meaning Zhang Yi's wife. The pirate presence in China was strong at the time, but uncoordinated. Realizing the powerful potential, Zhang Yi and Ching Shi, through much negotiation, succeeded in unifying the pirate fleets into one confederation. They signed an agreement in July of 1805. This giant group of pirates, known as the Six Flag Fleet, was made up of six fleets under different colored flags. Ching Shi and her husband came into the Red Flag Fleet, the largest and leader of them all. By November of 1807, the Six Flag Fleet consisted of 400 junks, or ships, and over 70,000 pirates who terrorized the coasts of Vietnam and China. Due to the initially weak government responses, the Six Flag Fleet became essentially a floating fortress. As their power and influence expanded, the pirates even took control of imperial supply lines and taxed salt junks in exchange for their safe passage. In November of 1807, after only six years of marriage, Zhang Yi died by falling overboard in a storm. Seizing the opportunity, his 32-year-old widow began solidifying her position of command. Ching Shi's first step was ensuring the support of the most powerful squadron leaders, persuading them that continued unification would ensure their continued success. She partnered with her stepson, Zhang Bao, both in business and relations. The younger male lieutenant at her side supported her legitimacy while still obeying her orders. By 1809, the Pirate Confederation was at its height of success. Then, on July 21st, the Cantonese Navy finally dealt them a blow by destroying the White Flag Fleet. Ching Shi retaliated that August by coordinating a massive raiding campaign along the Chinese coast. Under her orders, the Red Flag Fleet, the Black Flag Fleet, and her own personal fleet attacked three different areas. This coordinated set of attacks, followed by many other rampages that September, devastated the towns and villages lining the Chinese coast. By the time the Cantonese Navy sent a defensive fleet in October, Ching Shi and her pirates had killed over 12,000 people, and they also defeated the new fleet. Due to the pirates' seemingly unstoppable power, the Cantonese government became desperate and hired the British and Portuguese for naval help. 
This led to the blockade of Tungchung Bay in early November of 1809. The Red Flag Fleet had anchored in the bay for repairs when the Portuguese and Chinese sent eight ships to attack them. Despite facing unfavorable winds and fire ships, the pirates nevertheless fought their way out and escaped into the South China Sea with minimal damage. By 1810, the various fleets of the Pirate Confederation began negotiating with the Portuguese, British, and Chinese authorities, as they realized that their superior position allowed them to surrender on their own terms. Unarmed, Ching Shi led a small delegation to the Imperial Governor General's office in Canton and personally negotiated with Pai Lang. After two days of diplomatic wrangling, Pai Lang succumbed to all of Ching Shi's demands. In exchange for retiring from their piracy, Ching Shi and her partner Zhang Bao were allowed to keep all of their loot and a personal fleet of ships each, with no punishment for their former crimes. Ching Shi married and had a son with Zhang Bao, who received a government title and the rank of colonel in the Imperial Army. Despite her success, Ching Shi also petitioned the government for an equivalent title, and in 1821 wore the title Ming Sao, or wife of an official. She still kept this rank even after her husband died in action a year later. Ching Shi spent the last years of her life residing in Canton and running a notorious gambling house. She died peacefully in 1844 at the age of 69. If you want to investigate this extraordinary person further, my sources for this episode include the article One Woman's Rise to Power, Chang the First Wife and the Pirates, the books Bandits at Sea, A Pirate's Reader, and Pirates, The Complete History, Thanks for listening to Hidden Figures in History with Therese Boudreaux, Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. This is A Pilgrim's History on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM, discussing a history fact of the week and how it has shaped our world. Here's your host, Aubrey Gulick. Luck is fickle, much like the captain in Herman Melville's Moby Dick, a story not only based on luck, but entirely dependent on it. Moby Dick is a classic tale about a half-crazed captain and his vendetta against a whale, a story so bizarre that it had to have been based in reality. And it was. The Essex was supposed to be lucky. She was 20 years old and had a profitable whaling ship career. Her captain was one of the youngest men to command a whaling ship at just 29 years old. His crew number 21 when it left Nantucket, Massachusetts on a voyage that was supposed to take three years. And that's where their luck ended. Struck by a squall in the Gulf Stream two days after her departure, she nearly flipped and capsized. Pressured by his first mate, Owen Chase, her captain, George Pollard, elected not to return to Nantucket for repairs. Five months later, after rounding Cape Horn, the Essex and her crew began an unsuccessful whaling season, sighting few whales, although they did manage to capture over 300 tortoises during a stop at the Galapagos Islands. The crew heard of better hunting grounds some thousand miles west off the coast of South America and determined to pursue their luck there. But initially, the change of locations didn't help. On November 16th, a whale finally appeared, unfortunately rising up under one of the smaller but rowboats used to chase down the whales, which was reduced to splinters. It was a warning sign. On November 20th, the crew came across a pod of sperm whales, While most of the crew was pursuing them in smaller boats, an abnormally large whale began ramming the Essex, first on its starboard side and then on its bow before swimming away. It quickly became apparent that the Essex was sinking. After spending two days salvaging what supplies they could, the men set out for South America in the small rowboats. The journey proved to be a test of the will to survive. 
Only eight survivors were rescued in February. Sailing for nearly 90 days, the men had been forced to resort to cannibalism. The story itself must have been somewhat unlucky. When Herman Melville published Moby Dick, it was a financial flop, existing in obscurity for half a century. In the 1920s, it was rediscovered and became part of university curricula, an example of the great American novel about individualism and survival. The fickle winds of luck were now blowing in its favor. I'm your host, Aubrey Gulick, and you're listening to A Pilgrim's History. This is Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Hometown Heroes, protecting the freedoms we love since 1776. Tune in at 9 a.m. Saturdays and 9 p.m. Sundays to listen to the tales of those who served so that freedom may forever fly. Here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Hello, Charger Nation. We are back here at Don Tibbetts Potter Arena, and we have a great game today as the Hillsdale Chargers are winning currently 33-29 against Purdue Northwest. It's been a great first half. Chargers started off hot, 17 points in the first quarter, trailed a little bit, only had 16 points in the second quarter. However, ended the first half on a hot note with a nice two-pointer by Grace Touche to go up four going in the half. Hillsdale's shooting 50% from the field today. Um, they've done an excellent job shooting and defensively rebounding. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it, usually Purdue is the great shooting team. They came in the year averaging 50% shooting. However, today they're only at 38%, so it looks like those roles have reversed just a little bit. I think the story of the game is how many points are in the paint. I mean, there have been... 20 Hillsdale points in the paint and 16 for Purdue Northwestern. It's been a very high-scoring, very drive and dish and lay it up and very simple basketball. Yeah, not as many three-pointers as as normal for the, the Chargers. They only have seven attempts in the first half, so a lot of those points are coming underneath, and it's really shown because a lot of our team has scored. I mean, Grace Touche has seven points. She's leading. However, after that, there's a whole slew of chargers. Danny Salenbein's got six. Ashley Conkle's got six. Peyton Nelson's got four. Carly Callahan with four. Caitlin Splain with four. Ariana Sison with two. So the ball is getting spread all around. And you can tell because the chargers have 14 bench points, which is fantastic. On the other side of the ball, Purdue Northwest doesn't have as much of a, a, a bench um, bench points doesn't have as many bench points simmons has 12 points she is leading purdue northwest right now tadriana hurd who's averaging 22 points per game only has six so the chargers have done a fantastic job controlling hurd and dash shaw both are very good players dash shaw also has six points after that repke has three and butler has two that is it for purdue northwest yeah, I think the story of the second half will be can Hillsdale control Purdue Northwestern in the paint? In the first quarter, they did an amazing job crashing the boards, having two people in the paint on one person at some times, and just leaving other players open for three. But in the second quarter, they were outside a lot more, a lot more spread out, and 
Um, it just showed in the score scoreboard that Purdue Northwestern scored 21 points in the second quarter. Yeah, some of that might have had to do with Sydney Mills and Ariana Sysom getting two fouls pretty early in the game. So those are the two best defensive players underneath for the Chargers. They had to change up how they were playing defense a little bit on that. Um, however, in the second half, it will be probably a different story as Coach Avercamp went into halftime, coached his girls up, and it should be an exciting second half. Purdue Northwest, however, is no team to be shy of in the fourth quarter. Like I said earlier, they scored 70 points in the fourth quarter this whole year, while other teams have only scored 40 points against them. So when it comes to the fourth quarter, this team, Purdue Northwest, does not quit. Hopefully the Chargers can keep up with them. Yeah, game's not over until final buzzer, right? That's for sure. Fast break, both teams, has kind of been quiet. There's only been three fast break points this whole half. So they've really slowed the game down, gone into their offenses. Purdue Northwest have gotten the ball underneath the Mercedes Simmons a lot, who's then passed out to the drivers, Hurd and Shaw, while the Chargers have driven to the basketball, driven to the hoop many, many times with many different players. It's going to be hard for Purdue Northwest to coach that up. How do you coach up when a team does something like that? They're just out there playing one-on-one basketball, basically. And who are you going to guard? It, it, it's it's tough when so many players on the Hillsdale team can score. Yeah, when it's just one player scoring all the points, it's a little easier to make defensive adjustments. But when everybody's out there contributing, it's a little harder to to plan for that. There's no way. You just got to straight-up play defense and play better defense i guess that's for sure purdue northwestern is undefeated coming into this season three and oh chargers start this year two and one two great wins against truman and quincy and then a tough loss against indy however they're on track to get to start the year four and oh while purdue northwest has not faced a team who has a winning record yet this year. So this is their toughest opponent that they are facing, and it's showing. It's a, it's a good game, 33-29. to 29. Both teams are not shooting as well from three as they normally do. They both normally shoot about 33%. Hillsdale's at 28%, which is not bad, but Purdue Northwestern is only one for seven. But a lot of these three-pointers have been at the last second, at the buzzer, and they've been forced to take these bad shots or players that they don't really want shooting, players that don't normally shoot the ball, are the ones who have been shooting. And actually, the one person who did make a three-pointer was had no three-point attempts on the entire season. She's now one for one, but everybody else on the team has not made a single three-pointer all game. That was Ripke's first three-point attempt and make of the season. It will be an exciting second half here at Don Potter Arena. I think that the reason both teams aren't shooting threes as well is because of the defense. Everyone seems to be way up on whoever has the ball, not allowing them to shoot. However, as the Chargers have proved, you got to guard the drive as well. So I almost wonder if the second half, Pride will sit back a little bit more and dare them to shoot the three. However, when you got players like Grace Touche, 
and Caitlin Splain who can hit that three-pointer, it puts them in a tough position. Yeah, Hillsdale normally shoots 29 three-point attempts. They are not afraid of taking three-pointers, that's for sure. And we are on to the second <coughs> half here. It will be Chargers basketball to start. Peyton Nelson will be getting the ball. And here we are. Peyton dribbles the ball up top. Passes it over to Sydney Mills. Looking to get the ball underneath the Conco. Does not drive. Passes it over to Grace Touche. Drives left-handed. And she gets the left-handed layup to go. Good start to, to the second half for the Chargers. Pride basketball. Hurd's got the ball. Double screen set for Hurd. She drives right. Picked up by Conco. Great defense by Conco. Got the ball in the corner. Gets it underneath to Kennedy. And she is blocked, but gets the shot back. Great block by Conco. Passes the ball over to Kennedy. And Kennedy, after a little bit of scrum, is able to get the ball back. Takes a shot. And it will go out of bounds off of Sydney Mills. Conco's really been a defensive monster in the paint this year. She's averaging two blocks per game, which is very, it's a lot for basketball. Pride have the ball here, passing it in to Hurd. Tries to get the ball back underneath, but great defense by Peyton Nelson as she goes around the defender to steal it. Peyton's got the ball now. Slows it down, sets up offense on the top of the key. Goes to make a pass and... Grace Touche was not looking. She picked up her travel foot, her, her back foot, which will be a travel. Back-to-back turnovers by both teams here. Sometimes it's just better to take that travel and to pass into a place that is just going to turn around and get the other team points. Hurt's got the ball now. Passes it. Dribbles left. Great left-handed drive by Dash Shaw. She gets it to go. 35-31. Pride Sticking in this game here. Sydney Mills got the ball. Up top, passes it over to Peyton. Goes back underneath the Conco. Has trouble catching it. Scrum underneath, passes it over to Ariana Sysom, who goes up and gets fouled. Ball was batted around there a little bit. Ariana was able to grab it, go up with a shot, unable to make it. However, she will be shooting two free throws. First shot up. In, out, rolls around the rim and goes out. That's just one of those tough misses that <clears throat> the rim just not your friend today. That hit about just every place it could on the hoop. She gets the second one to go. 36-31 Chargers. Eight minutes, 20 seconds left in this third quarter. Pride has the ball. Does a nice up and under move by Mercedes Simmons underneath the basket. Rebound attempt to get by Sydney Mills. However, when she caught the ball, she was out of bounds. So it will stay with the Pride. Hurd will be inbounding the ball. 17 seconds left on the shot clock here. Hurd passes it in to Shaw, who passes it back to Hurd. Hurd takes a jab step. Cannot connect. She took a jab step, step back, 
tough shot, fade away, was unable to connect. Conco went to grab the rebound, and it went off her hand now. So staying with Purdue will be inbounding the ball out of bounds. Same start here as the ball is passed to Shaw. She gets the ball underneath to Kylie Schmidt, who goes up left-handed, cannot connect. Payton's got the ball now for the Chargers. Pushing the ball up the court. Sydney Mills goes left. Crossover back right. Goes up with the layup. Goes to get the ball. Good hustle play as she's able to get the ball back. As she tries to pass it out, she is fouled. I like the hustle by the Chargers there. That was a a good hustle play. Very good effort by... Mills missing the shot and then going back up and getting her own rebound. Always got to follow your shot. Sison's got the ball now. Pass it over to Grace. Grace dribbles it up top. Eight on the shot clock. Pate looks to drive. Drives right. Pulls up. Off the front of the rim. No good. Hurd pushing the ball up the court. Now they settle down. Trying to get the ball to Hurd. She clears out the whole left side, looking for a screen up top. Screen set by Simmons. Her drives right. Does a Euro step left-handed layup. That was a great drive by her. She was able to connect. 33-36. They were definitely waiting for her in the paint, but they just sat too far back that she was able to take that shot. Chargers have the ball. Grace drives left-handed, goes up, and is fouled. Unable to connect. However, she will be shooting two. Carly Callahan and Splain are now in the game for the Chargers. Pride keep their same lineup in. First shot by Touche goes in. 37-33 with a little under seven minutes left in this third quarter. Second shot up by Grace and in. Great job shooting the ball by Grace. Grace has quietly worked her way to a 10 points. Followed by Danny Salambine with six and Conco with six. Danny Salambine now subbed into the game as well. Purdue dribbles the ball up. Kennedy Jackson over to Shaw. Shaw dribbles right. Passes out to Courier. Courier drives left. Goes up with a left-handed shot and foul by Danny Salambine. Looked like it might have been a charge. However, they called it a foul. Reagan Courier will be shooting two. Yeah, we can't tell from our angle, but it definitely looks like from over here that her feet were set. First shot by Courier is in. 38-34. Refs having a little discussion here. Not sure what about. Might be on who the foul is on. And everything's going to be all good. They talked it over. Very quick fix, whatever it was. 6.43 left in this third quarter. Second shot is up. And good. 38-35. Chargers, Caitlin Splain got the ball, dribbling up. Drives right, kicks it out to Grace. Grace drives right, good defense here by the Pride. She stopped in her tracks, 
Kicks it back out to Danny Salambein, who drives right as well and is fouled in the process by Dash Shaw. It will be Chargers ball underneath. That's Shaw's third foul of the game. She's coming out right now, as you can see, because <clears throat> coach doesn't want to risk taking her out of the game too early. Shaw's a great, great player, so let's see if the Chargers can capitalize with her on the bench. Chargers struggling to get the ball in. They do. Kaylin Splain dribbling it up. Ball goes underneath. And Simmons now fouls Ariana Sysom underneath. That is their fifth foul of this quarter. One away from bonus. I mean, sorry. No, now they are in bonus. I apologize. Ariana Sysom will be shooting a one-on-one. Actually, she'll be shooting two shots. The next foul that they commit will be in the bonus. Was that a shooting foul? Yes, it was a shooting foul, I believe. She misses the first one. I thought she was trying to pass it. Looks like she was trying to shoot it. We'll take it. Ariana's second shot is up and is no good. Pride go to get the ball, and it bounces off of their hands. Out of bounds. It will be Chargers basketball. They will get another shot at this possession. Still 38-35. Chargers up. Danny Salenbein passing the ball in to Sydney Mills. Sydney Mills is called for a travel. Uh, I believe when she went to pass the ball, she picked up her, her pivot foot. It will be pride basketball. Kennedy Jackson on the top of the key trying to set up the basket. The, the, the play passes it over to Hurd. Hurd gets a screen for her. Ball is passed around to Shelton. Shelton drives right and makes the tough floater. Hillsdale basketball gets it back. Caitlin Splain drives and passes to Carly Callahan underneath. She hits a two pointer shot. 40 to 37 Chargers. Pride have the ball back. Passing the ball around. Hillsdale switched to a 2-3 defense here. Probably do guard the paint points more. Hurd takes a three. And no good. Chargers basketball. Nobody's guarding Kaylin Splain as she brings it up. And she takes a pull-up jumper. Nobody's guarding Kaylin. She's got it. Someone's got to guard her. And with the back-to-back points... The Pride decide to take a timeout. Coach has seen enough of the defense of the Pride right now. Possibly solve that defensive issue of not being matched up on your on your man. Can't <clears throat> can't make simple errors like that in such a competitive basketball game. We are going to take a quick short break here. You're listening to 101.7 Radio Free Hillsdale. Welcome to the Grammar Minute, where we're saving the English language 60 seconds at a time. I'm Lauren Smith, and I have a question for you. The benefits of playing multiple sports from the youth level through high school are being proven even by those who've made it to the so-called next level. More college coaches want multi-sport athletes, and nearly 90% of the players taken in the recent pro football draft played multiple sports through high school. To learn more about multi-sport participation, visit the health and safety page of the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. 
All right, we are back here in Don Tibbetts Potter Arena. We have a great game, 42-37. to 37. Hillsdale Chargers are up. Five minutes and 18 seconds left in this third quarter. I think, I think one of the most important things in this game so far right now has been <clears throat> Purdue Northwestern has 12 fouls. One of their best players, Mercedes, I apologize, one of their best players, Dash Shaw, who has eight points on the game, already has three fouls. And two of their other best players, Tiana Hurd and Mercedes Simmons, already have two fouls as well. I think that could come back to bite them in the butt in fourth quarter. Yeah, Dash Shaw is out of the game right now as Purdue inbounds the ball. Passes it to Hurd, looks for a screen. Hurd drives left, trips on her own feet, rolling around, passes it out. Purdue maintains possession, passes it underneath to Shelton, and Shelton takes a right-handed shot and is fouled, does not get it to go. Looked like a pretty soft call. That will be their second foul on the Chargers. And that's Sydney Mills' third foul, so she comes out of the game for Conco as well. First shot by Shelton, up and in. 42-38 now, Chargers. Second shot by Shelton, no good. Scrum for the rebound here, and the Herd are able to keep it. However, it will be a jump ball as Herd grabbed it, but then Conklin was all over her. I believe it will be Charger basketball. And no, we have a we have a timeout for you folks. All right. Well, we will be back in just a little bit. You are listening to 101.7 Radio Free Hillsdale. Is there anything wrong with being a good sport? Helping an opponent up after knocking them down? Sincerely congratulating the other team after the game, win or lose? Showing respect for referees? It's how we should act every day at every game because nothing beats good sportsmanship. To learn more about sportsmanship, visit the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. If you're a recent high school or college graduate and still have a passion for the games you played in school, still remember the thrill of putting on the uniform? Why don't you help us out and become a registered high school game official? Get out there and give something back to our kids. Visit the MHSA website for more information. There's help wanted, just whistle. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. All right, we are back here in Don Tibbetts Potter Arena. We have a great game today, 42-38. Chargers are up. Heard basketball. It was a jump ball, and it will stay with the pride. Inbounds play. Trying to get the ball to Heard, does not. Instead passes it up to Jackson. Jackson dribbles around, now passes to McDowell. McDowell gets the ball underneath. Kicks it out to Hurd. Hurd with the right-handed layup. Tough shot, but able to go. 42-40. 
Chargers still up? She has been on fire this second half, Hurd has. Danny Salenbein dribbling it for the Chargers. Trying to get the ball underneath, unable to. Caitlin Splain dribbles left. Step back jumper, Caitlin Splain. Boy, that was pretty. She's not the tallest gal out there. However, she's very good at finding separation and finding her shot. Pride has the ball now. Hurd goes to drive. Looks as if she was shooting. Went to pass the ball. However, there was a foul called. Grace Touche will be subbed into the game for Danny Salomon. It will be Pride ball underneath. Twenty seconds left on the shot clock for the Pride. Ball inbounded to Hurd. Pass back out to McDowell. Ball's passed around by Jackson. Dribble left. Pass to Shelton, who's unable to connect on the short layup. However, gets the ball back, and now she connects. 44-42. Pride. Chargers have the basketball. Caitlin Splain tries the same thing she did this time unable to connect Hurd has the basketball for the pride she dribbles left takes a jumper not able to connect gets the ball back and passes it to Courier Courier with a shot fake Caitlin Splane goes up and fouls Courier that will be the third foul for the Chargers of the half ball will stay with the pride the Chargers may only have eight total fouls, but two of their best defenders and two starters, Sidney Mills and Ariana Sison, already have three fouls. So they're both on the bench right now. Pride basketball. Hurd gets the ball. Double screen on top. Pass it around. Gets it back underneath to Simmons. They are trying to get the ball underneath to Simmons. And they do a give and go. Simmons unable to catch the pass. It will be Charger basketball now. Another turnover for Purdue. Let's see if the Chargers can capitalize. I believe that's the third time this game that they've missed Simmons on those passes. Yeah, they're trying to get it underneath. Carly Callahan for the Chargers. Drives left, spins, turns right. Unable to connect. Hurd's got the ball now for the Pride trying to set up a double screen on top. They like it when they set this double screen up top. Hurd drives right, guarded tightly, but is still able to connect on the right-handed shot. It is now a tie game, 44-44, with 2.30 left in the third quarter. Kalen Splane got the ball now and is stolen by Hurd. Hurd dribbles it up for the pride. There's that screen again by Simmons. Give and go. Balls back to Simmons and pivot twice, and she traveled. Great defense by Maverick Delp. It will be Charger basketball. They need some points here. 44-44 with 2.18. And it looks like we might have a trouble with... I think that was a, a charging foul is what they called. 
Not sure. It might be a, a technical difficulties right now with the clock or something. But yeah, the Chargers are in a little bit of a a lull right now, especially defensively. Tadriana Hurd has wildly come back with 12 points. They seem to be doing doing two different things with Hurd. Either they set two screens on the top of the key and she picks which way she wants to go or they set a screen with her and Simmons and Simmons will reverse pivot and go to the hoop just a little pick and roll and uh, it's been working for them so hopefully the Chargers can respond with something different I wonder if they'll go back to that zone defense here I wonder what uh, coach Avercamp's got for them here yeah they pulled out that 2-3 really quickly and then they they put it away but I think that the give and go the driving in I mean Purdue Northwestern hasn't really threatened the three-pointer that often so I think that going back to that 2-3 would not be a bad idea yeah they are trying to get the ball underneath to Simmons and even even Shelton well it's understandable because Simmons is a very tall 6'1 and Shelton's even taller 6'2 so they're they're trying to take advantage of the height of those two players Hurd also is doing a fantastic job just controlling the game they get the ball in Hurd's hands a lot she drives she kicks she dishes She's, she's playing very well after a slow start to this first half. Yeah, she's definitely the, the team leader, the one that everybody rallies around, the one that they give the ball to every time. The more often that her touches the ball, to be honest, the more often they score. It just seems to correlate. For sure. The Chargers, once again, with a lot of bench points, they are up to 20 bench points. Caitlin Splain's having a great game for herself. She's got eight. Grace is doing her thing with 11 points right now. Danny, Danny Salenbein with six. Carly Callahan with six. Ashley Conkle with six. However, Purdue has spread the ball around as well. Um, Dash Shaw has eight. Both Simmons and Hurd both have 12. Shelton, who didn't have any in the first half, now has five. Ripke has three and Courier has two along with Butler has two so both teams are spreading the ball around very well yeah both teams have a combined seven players who have scored <clears throat> but not really sure still what we're discussing here but while the refs discuss this we are going to take a short media timeout you are listening to 101.7 radio free hillsdale you're listening to radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm pushing the boundaries of radio and exploring new horizons with a perfect mix of student hosted shows and nationally acclaimed radio shows such as the dennis prager show the hugh hewitt show our American Stories, and Veterans Chronicles. The future is here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. All right. We are back here at Don Timmons Potter Arena. They have figured it out, and it will be Charger basketball. Grace has got the ball at the top of the key, passes it to Splane, over to Peyton. 
Peyton drives left, goes to kick the ball to Grace in the corner, and the ball is tipped and out of bounds. It will stay with the Chargers. Pride look a little more energetic this half. Kaitlyn's got the ball at the top of the key now. Dribbles, passes to Peyton. And there's a three-second violation called on Ashley Conkle. Spent a little too much time. Oh, and the Chargers looks like they're setting up in a full-court press. That might have been the difference that Coach Avercamp had. Pride go back to that high screen by Hurd. Hurd drives right, kicks it over to McDowell. She misses a three-pointer. Chargers get the ball back. Driving down the court very quickly. Kaylin Splain drives right and takes a shot, and it was an air ball. Not the best shot by Caitlin Splain. As she will be subbed out by Danny Salambine. Four, still 44-44. Both teams playing good defense now. 130 left in this third quarter. Jackson brings the ball out. Passes it to Hurd, and it goes off of Hurd's fingers and out of bounds. There is another turnover. Charger basketball now. Let's see if they can capitalize. That was some great defense by Salen Bynes to force that pass to be in such a tight window. Peyton Nelson got the ball now. Dribbles left. What a drive by Peyton Nelson against Hurd. That was beautiful drive, but she's so good at that left-handed drive. Try to have the ball now, trying to get the ball to Hurd. Hurd get a screen set for her, passes over. Chargers out underneath. And Shelton gets the ball underneath, passes it around. 50 seconds left in this third quarter. 13 seconds left on the shot clock. Hurd drives left, pulls up, and no good. Chargers basketball. Pass to Peyton, who dribbles left, and the ball is stolen from her. Another turnover by the Chargers. Pride have numbers on the fast break, but decide to slow the ball down. I think they're trying to eat up that clock so that Hilsa doesn't really have a chance to score at the end of the third quarter. Kennedy Jackson drives right-handed, goes up with the right-handed shot, and is fouled by Ashley Conkle. Her first Five fouls by the Chargers. It will be a shooting foul. Jackson will be shooting two. 19.5 seconds left in this third quarter. 46 to 44. We have a close game here. (coughs) Schmidt is subbed in for the Pride. Jackson's first shot is up and made, making it a one-point game. The Pride now have a very short lineup in. They might be trying to get a steal right before this fourth quarter. However, they do get a rebound. After the missed free throw, Abby McDowell gets the rebound and puts it back up. They have their first lead of the game, 47-46. to Now Pride and there will be a, a foul on the Pride, and Caitlin Splain will be going to shoot one and one. 
These are some critical free throws here. First one is up and in. Tie game, 47-47. Seven seconds left in the third quarter. Splain with her second shot. That one goes in as well, giving the Chargers back the lead. Chargers set up in the full court press. Ball gets inbounded to Hurd. She dribbles towards the right side. Ball gets stolen by Danny Soundbein. 1-0. Third court heaves it and no good. Good end to that quarter by the Chargers. Great defense by Danny Soundbein. The Chargers have definitely been <coughs> doing a pretty even job. Turnovers are nine Chargers, eight to Purdue Northwestern. <coughs> but the Chargers have not done a great job capitalizing on those turnovers. They only have four points off the turnovers, where Purdue Northwestern is 11. <coughs> I think a big part of this game right now is the offensive rebound that Purdue Northwestern is getting. They have 14 offensive rebounds, and they are getting some second-chance points off of those rebounds. Only eight second-chance points. However, they keep getting the ball back and the less time that the ball is in Grace Touche's hand, the less time that we can score. And so, that eight points might not sound like a lot, but <clears throat> that's the difference in this game right now. You take away two of those points, and Hillsdale's winning by even more. <clears throat> and Hillsdale only has two second-chance points, so it's a, it's a pretty big difference in this game, Gary. For sure. It is a tie between the points in the paint. Both teams have 26 points in the paint. However, it just feels like the pride's presence in the paint have been the difference. They just seem to be getting the ball in the paint a lot and getting some fouls, getting all of those offensive rebounds. So although both teams have the same amount of points in the paint, the everything else that has been happening in the paint goes towards the pride. And, and I believe that's the only reason they're still in this game right now. The Chargers have been playing a pretty good game. Yeah, especially in that third quarter, they had a lot of points in the paint where the Chargers didn't have as many. For sure. Chargers will start with the ball to start the fourth quarter, and it is a one-point game going into the fourth. Folks, we have a close one today. Sydney Mills has the ball, passes it over to Grace Touche. Grace Touche drives left, then goes behind the back, goes right, tries to pass it to Peyton Nelson, who is cutting, and the ball is turned over. Another turnover by the Chargers. Jackson has the ball up top now, trying to set up a play for the Pride. Goes to pass the ball in. Now her receiver wasn't looking, so she turns the ball over on a travel. It will be Chargers basketball. A little sloppy start to this fourth quarter. Starting off with back-to-back turnovers. Peyton's got the ball up top. Going to set up the offense. Screen by Sysum. Peyton doesn't want it. Drives, kicks over to Grace. Over to Mills, who shoots a three. No good. Caitlin goes in to get... Caitlin Splain goes in to get the rebound and fouls Kylie Schmidt, who grabbed it. It will be the Pride basketball. That was kind of an ill-advised foul. But you can't blame someone for playing hard, especially in such a close game. Pride have the ball. They pass it around on the outside. Shaw drives, kicks it to Schmidt, who lays it in. Now they have the lead, 49-48. 
The Chargers go down, shoot a three, do not connect. The hurt pride go down and very quickly get a quick basket. Kennedy Jackson beat everyone to the other side of the court. Chargers now slowing it down. Peyton Nelson passes it to Cindy Mills. Back to Peyton Nelson. Grace Touche over to Splain. Chargers struggling to find something on offense. Four seconds on the shot clock. Grace takes a deep three, and that does not go. Good defense by the Pride, who is up 51-48 to against the Chargers. Eight minutes left in this fourth quarter, and it seems like the Pride are playing so much better now. They always play well in the fourth quarter. Ball's in the corner. Dash Shaw drives left, goes up left-handed, does not make it. Rebound Cindy Mills. Payton's got the ball now. Dribbling, drives right, kicks it out to Grace Touche, but the ball is taken away. Another turnover by the Chargers. The Pride slow the ball down. Get the ball into Jackson's hands. She's setting up a play for the offense. Garrett, it's been two and a half minutes in the, and the Chargers still haven't scored. I'm beginning to get a little worried over here. Pick and roll by the Pride. Schmidt goes up and is fouled. They have been going to that pick and roll consistently. And it's been working. Conco and Carly Callahan subbed into the game. Fifty-one forty-eight still. Pride are up. Seven minutes and 16 seconds left in this fourth quarter. Chargers have to get something going here. First shot up by Schmidt and is no good. It's a good start to the Chargers. Second shot up, and that one is made. 52-48, four-point lead by the Pride. Caitlin Splain bringing the ball up for the Chargers. Gets the ball to Grace. Grace has been guarded very well in this second half. Gets the ball underneath to Conkle, and she connects. Her defender fell down. That's an easy two points. We will take that. Chargers go to a zone defense here. There it is. There's the zone change. They pass the ball. Pride passes the ball to Abby McDowell at the top of the key. She takes a shot. No good. Here come the Chargers. 50 to 52. Chargers get the ball back underneath the Conco. She goes to work. Right-handed shot. No good. Pride get the rebound. 6.30 left in this fourth quarter. Pride push the ball up. Little back and forth action. And McDowell takes a shot. No good again. Scrum for the rebound. And McDowell grabs it but goes out of bounds. It will be Charger basketball. Looks like they're trying to beat that zone with a little pace. They can't seem to do it, though, Garrett. They're just they're falling behind. I mean, all the spaces are taken up. The help defense is there. Zone seems to be working today. Grace Touche's got it now. Double screen set for her. Now the ball to Conco. Over to Carly Callahan, who is fouled. Heard realized that Carly was about to beat her to the hoop, so she just fouled her. Kind of a smart play by Heard. 
It will stay Chargers basketball. Six minutes left in this fourth quarter. 50-52. to 52. Chargers are down just by two. Ball inbounded to Conco. Whoa. Looks like there might have been a foul there. However, no call. Grace Touche's got the ball now. She drives right. Takes a really tough shot. Good defense by the six foot one Simmons. Try to have the ball now. Push it up quickly. Trying to beat that zone, but the Chargers are ready for it. Get the ball underneath to Simmons, who passes it on the top of Keita Smith. Great defense. Tipped away by Carly Callahan. Chargers basketball. Now they're pushing the ball up the court. Carly Callahan shoots a shot, and the six foot one Simmons is in the way again to block it. However, it will maintain Charger basketball as the ball went out of bounds. Still 50 to 52. Caitlin Splain's got it, passes it into Conkle. Back to Splain. Splain drives, kicks it to Carly. Callahan. Now she drives left-handed. Good defense by the Pride. Kaylin Splain drives again and gets the right-handed layup to go. She looked very quick on that drive. Yeah, Hillstow was able to tie the game up with that one right there. Five minutes left in this fourth quarter, and things are starting to heat up here in Don Tibbetts Potter Arena. Hillstow still in that zone. Ball is passed around by the Pride, and in the corner is Dashaw, who hits a three, 55-52, that can be the problem with his own defense sometimes. That is their only, only their second three of the game, though. It's not too dangerous. They've been able to stop most of the time. Chargers got the ball. Ball's underneath by Conco. Kalen Splain shoots a three. No good. Conco gets a turnover, however, on the fast break and is fouled by Simmons. Great job by Conco not giving up. When everyone else was back on defense, she stayed down and she got that ball back. And it is 55-52. Chargers are staying in this one. Four minutes and 22 seconds left in this fourth quarter. We're going to take a quick break. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7. Where do you turn for the truth? Free of political bias or manipulation? Radio Free Hillsdale brings you the top stories affecting our world and your community at the top and bottom of every hour. From your trusted voices at SRN News, tune to the truth. Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We are back here at Don Tibbetts Potter Arena. We have a barn burner here, 52 to 55. The Pride have the lead right now, 422 left in the fourth quarter. However, there is a very key moment. Mercedes Simmons just committed her fourth foul. So the starting forward for the Pride will be out a little bit. And she has felt her presence known being 6-1 underneath. She's had a couple block shots. So hopefully the Chargers can take advantage of her being out of the game. It will be the Chargers ball. 
It's definitely a, a barn burner, as Garrett's countryside did say. All right, here we go. Going to be an exciting last four minutes. Never mind, the shot clock had to be set. So 30 seconds on the shot clock. Chargers basketball. Here we go. Ball inbounded to Caitlin Splain. She's got it at the top, setting up a play. Screen set by Conco, passes over to Cindy Mills, who gets the ball to Grace Touche. Great drive by Touche, left-handed, unable to connect. That was good defense by Hurd. Pride basketball, 55-52. Chargers need to stop here. Chargers still in that zone defense. And the her, the the Pride were ready for that one. They set up a nice play to get the ball to Dashaw, who sets up on the elbow and hits it. 52-57. Grace has got the ball for the Chargers now. Pass over to Callahan. Back to Grace. Grace drives left. Seven on the shot clock. Kaitlyn Splain takes a deep three, and she hits it. We needed that. There we go. 55-57. Great shot by Kaitlyn Splain. Momentum shift right there, it seems. She was excited after that one. Still in that zone defense. Dash Shaw passes it over to Jackson. Back to Dash Shaw. Passes it to Shelton. Who passes it back to Dash Shaw on a quick cut? She gets the layup, 59-55. Two minutes, 40 seconds left. Chargers basketball. Caitlin Splain passes to Grace. Grace Touche drives left, pulls up. Tough shot. Good defense by Hurd. Hurd's got the ball now. 2.30 left in the fourth quarter. Chargers need a stop big here. Looks like the Chargers are going back to their man-to-man. Hurd drives left, stopped. Back up to Jackson. Jackson dribbles right, kicks it to Shelton in the corner. Great rebound and kick out by Sydney Mills. Chargers pushing the ball. Kaitlyn Splain for three and one. What a shot by Kaitlyn Splain. Holy cow. What a move. Huge shot, 58 to 59. It and was, she will be shooting a free throw. It was a four-point game. I mean, it's not very often that you get a four-point possession, though. What a play by the Chargers. Two minutes left in this game. One-point game. This is a big free throw. Caitlin Splain now with 18 points. Just a sophomore, but she had proven that she can shoot the ball. Refs are trying to make sure that they got the right person for the foul. That is Hurd's fourth foul if it is on Hurd, which is huge being the, her best player. Yeah, two of their top three scorers, Hurd and Simmons, who both have 12 points, already have four fouls if this foul stands. One more foul by both of them, and they will be out of the game. 
I'd say the advantage is in Hillsdale's favor. We got the momentum right now. Hopefully we can stick with that. Hit this free throw. Tie it up. Tie the game up. <clears throat> two minutes Two minutes left to go. Shot is up and good. Tie game 59-59. Two minutes left. Don Potter Arena is in this one. Here we go. Pride's got the ball. Over to Hurd. Hurd's got it in the corner. Screen set. Pick and roll. Doesn't use it this time. Over to O'Donnell. Dash Shaw. Got the ball on top. It's getting loud in Don Potter Arena. She's being held and kicks it out for three. No good. Charger basketball. Everyone is on their feet here in Don Potter, Don Tibbetts Potter Arena. Caitlin Splain got the ball. Over to Sydney Mills. Carly Callahan's got it now up top. Eleven seconds left on the shot clock. Grace drives right, is stopped. Pivots around, goes for a shot, and it is blocked. Good defense by Dash Shaw. Hurd's got the ball now. 57 seconds left in this game. Tie game. Double screen set on top for Hurd. Hurd's trying to set something up. She drives left, takes a shot. No good. Great rebound by Sydney Mills, and she is fouled. Great job. Defense was stellar there by Sydney Mills. That's Hurd's fourth foul, I believe. <laughs> oh, never mind. The, the foul was actually on number 30, Shelton. Sydney Mills has had eight rebounds. The double-double machine, as people call her, has zero points this game. However, that was her ninth rebound. She has done everything except for score but that's okay. That's what they need Sydney Mills to do. She is that versatile player who comes to play every single time. Caitlin Splain has 19 points for the Chargers. Grace Touche, quiet night for her with 11. However, I wouldn't be surprised with 47 seconds left in this game if they go to her with the game on the line. Tie game, 59-59. It's a real nail-biter. <clears throat> Everybody's on their feet and excited at Don, Pot- Don Tibbet- Tibbetts Potter Arena. It will be Charger basketball inbounded on the side. Grace Touche inbounding. Pass it over to Caitlin Splain. Trying to set up a play. Great defense right now by the Pride. Sydney Mills shoots a three. Oh, that would have been it, but she couldn't get it. Timeout now called by the Pride. 32.6 seconds left in the game. That would have been her points. That would have been huge, but she couldn't get it to go. Only three seconds separate the game clock and the play clock. Not a lot of time if, if Purdue Northwestern uses up the whole clock to take their shot. Hillsdale needs a stop here. <clears throat> I've been to two of these games last year where it's come down to the last shot. And unfortunately, the Chargers lost both of that game. I gotta hope that it doesn't happen again. This team has worked too hard for too long. They have done a fantastic job. Last year, 
everyone counted them out, and they finished really good for what they were considered to start the year as, finishing with six wins more than the previous year. Charger women's basketball is definitely on the way up. Here we go. 30 seconds left in this game. Ball is in Hurd's hands. This is what the players live for right here. She has been the star player all year for the Pride. Ariana Sysom, the best defender for the Chargers, guarding her. There's a screen set up top. She's driving right. Eight seconds left on the shot clock. She's held up. Gives the ball up on the drive. And Dashaw drives left. Unable to make the shot. Tipped around. Out of bounds. Charger basketball. 3.4 seconds left in this game. Good defense by the Chargers. They stopped Hurd. And it will be a timeout. Chargers. 3.4 seconds. Coach Avercamp has to draw up a play with 3.4 seconds. You got to wonder if Grace or Kaylin is going to be the one to shoot it. Yeah. It's Kaylin's had a heck of a game, but Grace is really their, their point scorer. She's the one who... But you never know. Sometimes... When you expect it to go to somebody else, they fake the shot and pass it down. I watched um, a girls' high school game one time for my high school, and they they faked the three-pointer at the end of the game and faked it and put it down to the post with a, to the girl that nobody thought was going to get the ball and won on a game-winning layup at the end of the game. That, that could happen as well because it is not like either team has a lead. It's a tie game right now. So... Two, three, free throw, whatever it is, will help the Chargers to win this game. They've added time on the clock. It's back to 4.1 seconds here. Coach Avercamp drawing up a play. Last year, in this scenario, both times Grace took the shot. Both times she was wide open. Coach Avercamp knows how to get his players open. This will be exciting. Yeah, they've definitely improved under his leadership these last two years. <clears throat> Chargers will have the ball out of bounds. Grace will be inbounding the ball. Very interesting. You wonder if they're going to get the ball right back to her after she inbounds it. Shelton is guarding her. Six foot two Shelton. The ball is inbounded to Sydney Mills. Ball's tipped away. She makes she the point. Sydney Mills got the ball passed to her ball was tipped away she got it back took a floater and hit it 0.8 seconds left and there is a timeout by the pride what a time to score your first points of the game wow great just an amazing game we've got here. There's still time. There's still 0.8 seconds. That's what scares me, Garrett. <clears throat> I'm just saying, what Sydney Mills did, she usually scores more than 10 points a game. She's been shut down this game. Nine rebounds, so she's been doing everything else but scoring, and they go to her in the key moment of the game. I, I'm just really impressed at and her. She used her body, stayed composed. Yes. Yes. Amazing play by her. I, I'm just so impressed at her composure. That's what I was trying to get at. She she has just played really well. 
showing her depth today. 0.8 seconds left. Now, I wonder what the pride is is drawing up on their board. I mean, you've got 0.8 seconds. You only get one person to touch the ball. It's just a question of who's it going to be and how fast can they get the ball out of their hands. They're Hillsdale Chargers are up to 61 to 59. The only thing the Chargers can't do is let up a three-pointer. And they they at least, the worst-case scenario, if they don't hit a three-pointer, is it goes into overtime. But the Chargers have done a good job in this fourth quarter. Like I said earlier, Purdue Northwestern is a fantastic fourth-quarter team. This, This fourth quarter has been different in the past. Purdue Northwestern only has 12 points. And Hillsdale has 13 points. So they have stopped that fourth quarter surge that Purdue has been doing all year. I believe this is the first time Purdue has been not outscoring their opponents in the fourth quarter. 3-0 record by Purdue is on the line. They added .2 seconds left to the clock, making it exactly one second. Some say that's a lifetime left in a ball game. We'll see what happens here. Purdue will be getting the ball inbounding at half court. Abby McDowell will be inbounding. I feel like you got to have your eye on Tadriana Hurd. She's got a screen set up for her. Ball's passed underneath instead. Great defense by Carly Callahan. And the Chargers come away with the win. They did it. Fantastic job by the Chargers. 61-59. What a game by both teams. Just amazing play. Pulling through there at the end with Sydney Mills scoring that last basket and then playing them some amazing defense. Well, we said to start this game that it was going to be a close one coming into the fourth, but the Hillsdale Chargers hand the pride. Their first loss of the season. Both teams now 3-1 and one, moving on. But this is a huge momentum swing for the Chargers, especially after the loss to Indy last week. Hopefully they can keep this momentum going on. And a fantastic game by, by honestly everyone. Even though that their star players may not have scored their highest point of game points per game, they had 31 bench points by the Chargers. That is that is an amazing job. Caitlin Splain stepped up in the best way possible. The Chargers will be going on next week to face Lake Superior State at 5 p.m. on the 22nd. It should be a good one, folks, as it has been a great one today. It has. It truly has. I am Garrett Eisen, accompanied by Evan Mick. Have a good night, folks. You have been listening to Hillsdale Free Radio 101.7. You've been listening to Hillsdale Charger Sports on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Now back to our regular programming already in progress.